Quinn Priester was shaking in his boots when he saw he was making his major league debut against the offensive juggernaut that is the Cleveland Guardians. He's going to regret the day that uh, he made his major league debut against this offensive juggernaut as the Guardians start their series with the Pirates off with a laugher for a change. You are Locked On Guardians, your daily podcast on the Cleveland Guardians, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the show. Uh, based on Justin's cold open there, I'm going to throw this one out. They're, they're having a laugh today, but they're winning. Nah, they're having a laugh. If you get the reference, please comment below about one of my favorite shows ever. Uh, today's show is brought to you by the good people over at Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, use the code Locked On MLB for twenty dollars off your first purchase. Last minute tickets, lowest prices guaranteed. It's free savings. Who doesn't want that? Uh, you know, it's a lot easier to do these when your team is up ten uh, nothing in the eighth. Uh, it, it looked er- ugly early. What no hitter through the first three, and then it couldn't have gone more the other way uh, after mm-hmm. that point in time. You, and not even just no hitter, he was perfect through those first three innings, I believe, for Quinn Prester. It was quite a change for him, uh, how sideways it went. Uh, this was a, a, a good day at the park. A Pittsburgh team that was sliding. And I, I don't know if I want to say I feel bad for Pittsburgh. It, it is interesting looking at that Pittsburgh team, though. Now, they called up Quinn Prester today. Thought he was an overdraft in his draft class. Got to be honest. Didn't love that pick. Uh, Andy Rodriguez, really interesting guy. And then they have Henry Davis, their other young rookie who's played very well in his promotion, playing right field today. <laughs> Finding ways to get both your interesting young catchers in the lineup. It's It was kind of fascinating. I, this is an interesting young Pittsburgh team. I know a lot of focus is, is always on Brian Reynolds. People for years in Cleveland wanted him. He's, he's just he's having an average year for like the second year in a row. Uh, Carlos Santana, one of my all-time favorite players, is, is back in town. It was a sweet moment if you missed it with him and uh, Tito hugging. Uh, but the sweetest thing is the score. A blowout win. Nothing. Well, we're, we're recording. It's in the eighth inning. So, so. If, if this goes let's the other go, way, get... then you can blame us. Let's, let's put it that way. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> Two outs that's in the fair. eighth as we start recording. If this goes sideways, I blame Justin because he started it with a text saying, I think this one's done. I think we can record. I did say that. Yeah, that is that is on me. Um, you don't think the Guardians are finding creative ways to get their two young, exciting catchers in the lineup? I mean, Bo Naylor and David Fry both started on Monday. Oh, I thought you meant both, Bo Naylor and Cam both teams, Gallagher. I thought you meant both, Bo Naylor both, and Cam Gallagher for their young, no, exciting catchers. Two young, exciting catchers. The, the Guardians' other young, exciting catchers started in right field. So did, the, so did the Pirates. I don't know what you're talking about, Jeff. When they faced a righty and David Fry is more of a lefty masher. And they won ten to nothing. So obviously, I know, but it, he's the only working. guy. I believe he's the only guy who didn't reach base in this one because Josh Bell got hit. Right, that's the only way he reached base. Yeah, I, yeah. it's not the ideal situation for Fry. <laughs> like let's like Fry every day, every time they're facing the left, you get him in there. Um, when they're not man, playing Gabiarius, who's Gabiarius? Who is that? Is that Gabiarius? Does Gabiar- yeah. Does he play for the Guardians? I thought he. I thought that guy once. He struck out today. Um, yeah. So there was that, but no, it's just. And that's the funny Back thing. Back to the too. bench, like, Fry, Gabby. Fry is Fry is not a great athlete. Like he's he's fine, but he's not like a superb athlete. Like Andy and Henry Davis are definitely better athletes. And argue, I would also say 
Like I like Bo Naylor plenty. Don't get me wrong, but but Andy and, and Davis are also two better catching prospects than anyone Cleveland has, just because of how good those two are. Those might be like the top two catching prospects in baseball. So, yeah, I just thought I'll it was take funny. Bo Naylor over Andy. I'll take Bo, not over Henry Davis, but over Andy. No. I will. I was just joking. Uh, by the way. You know, I, I, I no, I know you're joking. I was just giving you know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, I decided to have some fun with it. And, and again, David Fry's doing a fantastic job since he's called up. I don't want to end like, why you're hating on David Fry. No, I drafted him on my uh, team injury this year when I took all of the catchers. That's right. And I did. said, you know, that he would be my DH slash left-handed masher. You and I spent all offseason saying he's the perfect 25th man. He can play all over. and can crush lefties. This is what they need. Like, this is what we're 26th man now. I, you know, it's still sometimes hard to believe that's that's the roster size. But um and he barely you know, fit. Well, he doesn't always face lefties, but yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it, it's interesting deployment. Um, you know, they're 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 figuring things out. Uh, this was just a fun one. Let's see, we got three home runs, four doubles. I mean, heck, Miles Straw hit a double in this one. Uh, like I said, everyone except for David Fry got in on the action. When Fry got pulled, it was Straw who got the at bat, who ended up getting a double. So, but he was playing center field at the time. So, I mean. It, I guess technically right field doesn't have a hit in this game, but every other uh, one does, but it's just a lot of high level performances, everyone coming together. I still like this Pittsburgh team quite a bit. Um, if they weren't facing Cleveland, I'd probably be pulling for him. Honestly, you know, it's nice to see McCutcheon go back to where he started again. I'm a Santana Mark, interesting young players. I, I like where they're going. They have former uh, Cleveland guardians, great hitting coach, Derek Shelton is their manager who they gave an extension to because uh, you know, that first month we all knew that that was, that was the weird the pirates okay. were on their way. They were way, on their way. You know, it's like, I'm not, I'm not, I was going to do the whole facetious thing. Like that was the weirdest extension. I'm just going to take that. Like everyone knew this team was going to fall flat on, flat on their face and the pirates gave an extension. I mean, Jeff, I don't know you, if Shelton's good or not, but it was like, that was weird. You skipped over guardians legend, Johan Ramirez as well. That's rude. How dare you not pay respect to guardians legend, Johan Ramirez. Cause I heard like, I forgot. I, I for, so when I you forgotten. when you're I forgot Johan Ramirez to, ever pitched in Cleveland. I, I when your immaculate grid blanked out. I when your immaculate grid today. comes out next time. I I thought Victor Robles might have won a, a gold glove, and then I I put Ryan Zimmerman in afterwards. Because um, if you're listening tomorrow, anyways, that immaculate grid's over. I'm not spoiling anything. Maybe. Eight well, I mean, people might might not not have done it before they listen to us. When you get a Pirates Guardian, it'll be a new one tomorrow. Like I'm talking about today, the day we're recording. Oh, so I don't have to worry. You know, yeah. it'll be a new Immaculate Grid tomorrow. Okay, well, when when Tuesdays comes up and it's Guardians Pirates or something, and you and you answer Johan Ramirez, you're welcome. You anybody. I'm going Rincon. Okay. I'm I'm not going Johan Ramirez. Yeah, that's a good one. Rincon's a good one. That's that's my fr- that's the first one that popped into my head. Niger Niger Morgan. I mean Brian Giles Niger is probably the, the more famous one, but from the other side of the Rincon deal. But yeah, that, you know, Der- as a kid, it was always what? Um, they traded Jay Bell to the Pirates. Wasn't that the big thing that people were so mad about? I don't remember. I, people are going to get mad right now. It was like the Jay Bell trade was one that like as a kid uh, growing up in the late 80s, early 90s, like the Jay Bell trade was one my, at least in my family, was cursed to the heavens for many a year. That was a, a trade that was of legend in my household. Uh, it was for Denny Gonzalez. I know who that is. You could have used Guardians legend Yu Chang, obviously, is one of those. I mean, remember, the last two years has been a run on uh, Pirates, Guardians. You had Yu Chang, Eric Gonzalez, 
Jordan Luplo. I mean, there's been a run for the last couple of years. So if you if you have any, if, if there's a Pirates Guardians immaculate grid and you miss it, it it's your own fault. I'm sorry. You just and, and for those who don't know this, game. I just realized this. Like I didn't know what immaculate grid was until like a week before the draft. It's a really fun game. Uh, Justin and I both like playing it. It's now, I believe, Baseball Reference has it. If you type Immaculate Grid, you can find it. It's just the list three things across. Like today, I think it was like Houston. No, it wasn't Houston. It was uh, yeah, Houston, Texas, and uh, well, no, the, down the one side, yeah, yeah, Houston, oh. and then the bottom was Gold Glovers, and I can't remember. In the middle is the Dodgers, maybe, and then across the top you had the Nationals. You had um, the, so- the 20, 20, 200 strikeout game, uh, two hundred strikeouts. Season, not the grid should sponsor the podcast. They should. We we have fun with it. Maybe you know, post your immaculate grid scores below. We'll we'll also, you know, Um, maybe we'll start competing with that. Yeah. Why? I'm trying. I'm curious though, with with respect to this game, it's not quite over yet. But so the Guardians were awful offensively the first couple innings. I was like, man, this is not going to turn out good. I think um, I think Quinn Priester had less than twenty, less than thirty pitchers through three innings. Now he had seventeen through two, and I'm like, this is bad. This is pretty bad. And then I met Rosario that he walked Stephen Kwan on four pitches in the fourth inning. And then I met Rosario got one. Like he kept the ball down all night. And then, but they were just, they were swinging every first pitch. I'm like, this is, this is textbook, like terrible approach from the guardians. They've done this all year. Um, and then finally, finally they started to wait him out a little bit. Like he would he would get behind the count and they started hitting him. I mean, Naylor did Ramirez did both Naylor's hit him. Like he, he was just getting ahead on the count on them. And it's like, what, what is like, they're, they're swinging it like first, like three, the first three pitches, just hammering the ball into the ground, which give credit to Priester. I mean, he was keeping the ball low and guys were just topping it. But it's like, like Jose Ramirez in the first inning had two cookies. He missed, he took a, a 93 mile an hour sinker uh, to start the at bat. And then he, he fouled off a, a 94 mile an hour sinker in his nitro zone and then topped out a curveball. So, but he made up for it because I think he's got a homer now and a double tonight. Oh, he's got two doubles tonight. Yeah, two doubles. So uh, he made up for it. But, yeah, early on, their approach was pretty disgusting. And then, I don't know, Priester just started falling behind after a few innings and after they stopped swinging the first three pitches and things finally trended back in the right direction. Quinn Priester, though, was not super impressive in the minors this year. So I was no. it was pretty pretty a pretty bad start and again, for them. This is why, like, and, I, and I'm going to harp on this till the end of time. Don't draft prep arms early. Don't do it. So Jeff's Everything. a really big fan of the Ox Clemmy pick. <laughs> yeah, the second round is more acceptable. Listen, I, I have my concerns with, with Clemmy. My concerns with Clemmy are more just like, I think he's probably a reliever, but he is like, you know, cathedral ceilings, basement floors. Uh, and, and the one thing is like, people are like, oh, Guardians are great at fixing mechanics. Yes, but they're not great at fixing command control issues. That is not mm-hmm. their forte. So I'll just say that again. But second round is fine. It's just, if you have a high pick, you have a chance to get a polished college player. They are two to three times more likely to be successful. Except the Guardians' second round picks are obviously cursed for. Yes, all of them are cursed. Um, Although not Nick Sandlin. Nick Sandlin. Nick Sand. I mean, you have Albert. Albert Bell is is far and away the best. Um, Jason Kipnis is probably two. I remember a long, long time ago in a uh, galaxy far, far galaxy away. Far, far away. Uh, when I wrote it, IBI, I did the top pick in every single round for the Guardians, and I wish I could find like those articles. Like that site is gone from, you know, Indians Baseball Insider from back in the day. Uh, but I did every single round. I remember writing like maybe Kipnis will pass Bell someday because it's talking about only their time in Cleveland. That didn't happen. Uh, we got to take a break though. Speaking of some fun down memory lane, 
and come back and we'll talk more about this game. We got, uh, you know, the trade talk that was abound, abounding today uh, and the Bieber chatter. I got some concert tickets I got to buy here in the next week and I am waiting to the last minute to do it. Why? Because I have full confidence I am going to find a great deal on game time game time has flash deals and last minute tickets easy to find and buy tickets for every kind of event whether it's a comedy show concert sporting event guardians are sold out saturday this weekend tickets are hard to come by check out the game time app you don't have to plan months in advance they have ticket deals on tickets right up to the day of the event flash deals and with the game time guarantee you'll always get the best price if you find tickets in the same section and row for less game time is going to credit you 110 percent of the difference. So snag the tickets without the stress with game time, download the game time map, create an account, and you're going to save $20 when you use code lockdown MLB with your first purchase Terms supply. Again, create an account and redeem code lockdown MLB for $20 off your first purchase. Download game time today. Last minute tickets, lowest prices guaranteed. Guardians and pirates game two, Tuesday night, seven or five. If the rain doesn't interfere once again, uh, you can listen to the hometown broadcast on your Sirius XM app by just searching Guardians. That is uh, Logan Allen, who's going to be recalled tomorrow. And I don't know who's pitching for the uh, the Pirates. Do we know who's pitching for the Pirates tomorrow? Uh, we do. I'll see if I can pull it up. Pirates got Mitch Keller going tomorrow, which Mitch Keller has. He was an all-star this year. So he's really, yeah, he's tomorrow. finally blossomed. It's taken them a while. Yeah, tomorrow could be an interesting game. Today could be an interesting game with those two. Um, it's, it should be a hard one. Mitch Keller's been really, really good this year. He has been. So I'd imagine that... Um, yeah, what? Rich Hill. Yeah, Rich Hill. Then an ageless oh wonder, God. Rich Hill. Good Lord. So I'd imagine... Rich Hill is like the few rare guy in baseball who's older than me. I think it might only be Rich Hill right now. I'd imagine that Michael Kelly probably gets sent down to bring back Logan Allen tomorrow because they have to mm-hmm. do it with a pitcher. They can't send a position player down. Speaking of which, we should give the bullpen their due. So the game's not quite over yet. But uh, Xavier Curry, three innings start the bullpen game. Yeah, really, really fantastic. 39 pitches for three innings. That's he's really been, good. Is it safe to say, like, to interrupt you and do everyone's favorite, he's been a revelation this year. Like, you and I both, you know, had him in our top 20 prospects, but – Mm-hmm. the steadiness he has provided in that role uh, has been fantastic. Now we know bullpens year to year can be an issue, but like this year he has been one of the best, best positive stories, I think in terms of just performance. He has saved their bullpen multiple times just because he's been able to go multiple innings when the starters have gone out early or there's been, you know, injury and he has come into, you know, Games late too. They've depended on him for some other extra innings and leverage situations. He's done a good job. Yeah, two eight six ERA hasn't missed a ton of bats, but he has done a very good job. Kel- Michael Kelly was good today too. Two hits, two strikeouts, inning and two third. Actually, I need to look and see. I think his velocity was fantastic. He was throwing. Yeah, he I was ninety six with his four with his yeah. uh, ninety five ninety six with his fastball. Uh, he got yeah just one swing, swing and miss with the slider. Either way, good good outing for him. He will probably go back down. On and Tuesday, had, for uh, Henches for the highest velocity of a Guardians pitcher on the day. Yeah, Henches was better today. He obviously was part of the guys on over the weekend against the Rangers that did not do well. Although he pitched fine Sunday, he got out of Trevor Steffen's yeah. mess, even though it was too late. Nick Sandlin, you know, fantastic once again. He was bad Friday because the whole bullpen was bad Friday. 
well, he, got hit by, he only did he hit someone and then it was his wasn't as bad on friday oh friday was better for okay so santa was better friday morris obviously took a beating on friday but he was better tonight so bullpen game for all, for all the stuff we talked about how and i you know i don't disagree with skipping over police sack or skipping over gaddis for this start because when they got the news they could have been like okay one of these three guys is going to get pulled and start monday they could have done that and the bullpen, you know, got torched over the weekends in Texas on Friday and Sunday, um, or at least in terms of how bad they did, or I guess it was just Trevor Steffen Sunday. But, you know, it didn't go that well. And they stuck with it. And, you know, they did, all the guys did their job. Bullpen games can be very tricky. So um, and then good for them. Know, I want to point something else now that I have all that data up in front of me. Uh, Andres Jimenez, I know he only has the – the one hit today and it's the home run, but he has three hard hit balls, which is a positive sign for him. Uh, he has the most hard hit. The rest of the guardians team has a combined five. Uh, so, and he has three. So that that's, that's a pretty strong day for him. I'm just, I'm always looking for positive growth with guys like Andres. He had um, a walk too. Yeah. So he reached base twice in this one had the, had a three run Homer. I want to say it was the home run. Could be two run Homer. Homer. Two run Homer. Um, but three hard hit balls is, you know, very positive development uh, for him in this one. We'll see if he can, if it can continue on, but I'll, I'll take, you know, his OPS is up over 700 again. Like he's getting close to league average. Yeah. So real quickly, we can talk about more of the hitters in a little bit. So the guardians, obviously the bullpen game today, when would have been Shane Bieber start. That's not going to last because next week they have the the Phillies on the weekend, and then next week they have no off days. They play the Phillies, the Whites, the play the, the Twins. Who do they play next? Like my calendar's all off. Anyway, they play the Phillies. They have Kansas uh, City. They have the White yeah. Sox coming up, so they have a full schedule coming up here at the end of July before the trading deadline. They're going what, to fill Thursday off. This Thursday off. This Thursday. This Thursday, off, but right? next week, next week no off days. Straight so. through, yeah. Yeah, they play. Yeah, they play Philadelphia. They play Kansas City. And they play the White Sox to end the month. So they're going to have to fill Bieber's innings somehow. It won't be a bullpen game. I'm curious to see who they, who they how they fill those innings because they're. I, I this there's no real verification to this, but I did hear there was some speculation that um, on the pregame show today for the Guardians game on on WTIM that Hamilton and. and uh, Tito were saying that Bieber possibly could be out till September. So I, I'd have to like, you know, triple check that to make sure. But if that's the case, if he's going to, he's going to, okay. So the, the real news is he's going to miss, he's going to sit for two weeks. He can't throw for two weeks and then he's got to be reevaluated them. So you're at best, you're getting him back in four weeks, which would, you know, put him back at the mid August. So that's a couple turns to the rotation. They're not going to be able to do a bullpen game every day out. So, I really am at a loss to see how they're going to they're going to piece this together. Um, yeah, it, Gaddis did pitch well yesterday. Like I said, there's some ups and downs. I don't know if you you give Cantillo an opportunity with his pitch count. I, yeah, it's not I'm an easy concerned. answer. I'm a little concerned with Cantillo as the as the answer, not because I don't think he can do it in terms of stuff, but you know he they are being careful with his innings. He has now pitched more innings this year than he did in 21, 21 and 22 combined. They're going to be so cautious with him. They've already got to manage the innings of of uh, Bybee Williams and Allen now that Allen's coming back. And Cantillo in the AAA is still having the issue of getting deep in the games. You know, he threw 51 pitches in two and two-thirds innings the other day. He struck out four and walked, I think, one and gave up a hit, but he, he still threw a lot of pitches for two and two-thirds innings. So 
that's a that's a challenge you can't afford to, you know you might not be able to afford to to wrangle with they just passed over Zach Plesak this time around. So I think, what? I think we can confirm Zach Plesak is probably not in a thought in their heads right now. You know, who could even be a little bit interesting is, um, is Yanni Chirinos who just got designated for assignment today. Uh, you know, makes 1.25 million, uh, 62 innings this year, 4.0 ERA, uh, walk rate under three. Now he doesn't miss any bats at all, but if, you know, and the FIP is a 5.52 this year. It's not great. That's part of that. But for his career, he's been a, you know, a guy who's been able to eat some innings for Tampa when he's healthy. If this team is really kind of feels like they need an innings eater and don't trust anyone, I'll just throw his name out there as someone that uh, I, I don't think he's going to pass through waivers. I think they're going to have to do a waiver trade with someone. I'm betting on him. I was thinking more like, I don't know if you can move Curry. Curry only threw three innings. He'd have to take, it takes some time to stretch out. Mm-hmm. And I haven't heard anything. I haven't heard anything on Cal Quantrill, what's going on there, but yeah. I don't know. Like maybe you could do a Curry and Morris tandem where you get five innings out of the, those guys somehow in the, in the short term and see what happens. If you don't want to go to Cantillo or Gaddis or, you know, God forbid, please sec. But I, yeah, I wonder if, uh, if you uh, can how maybe... about this? We'll trade the Josh Bell to the pirates for Rich Hill and Carlos Santana. Pittsburgh yeah, isn't sure. doing that, by Are, the way. Go, no, Indians legend Rich Hill. You get two Indians <laughs> legends back. There you go. Yeah. No, they're they're not doing that. Um, uh, Carlos Santana currently has a higher OPS than Jimenez. Um, just fun fact. Uh, but yeah, it's I, I don't know where you go, what you do. Uh, personally, again, I, I we talked about it yesterday's show. I, I don't think this team is really going anywhere this year. So I would be totally. Um, I to me, just see what see what some of these guys can do. You know, if you can't. If you don't want to mess with um, with Curry, which I get, then let's see what Gaddis can do. His last two starts weren't terrible. When you start actually using that slider, let's see what happens. Yeah, it just it's unfortunate. It takes Bieber out of the trade discussion. We talked about the Savali discussion the other day. Uh, which everyone else more. jumped on the next day. <laughs> yeah, I, I think everybody was kind of going there yeah. anyway. I think everyone, once the Bieber news came out, it was like, hey, Savali's been their best starter. If they're going to move a starter... And they get His something value's back. Never gonna I, be higher. I, that's true. We should talk about what he could bring back uh, in just one second. Guardians Pirates, Tuesday night, 705. It is Mitch Keller and Logan Allen, 705 on your SiriusXM app to listen to it. Search Guardians. So yesterday we talked about, uh, we didn't talk about it at the end. It happened just as the um, we were done recording, but the Reds called up Christian Encarnacion Strand. And I was like, where are the, where are the Reds going to play all these infielders? Because you've got, uh, what, they've got Matt McClain. They've got L.A.D. La Cruz. You've got Jonathan India, who was a rookie of the year not too long ago. Got uh, just last year? former Guardians draft pick, uh, Spencer Steer. Spencer Steer, Joey Votto's back. I'm like, where? And I, I saw they were moving Steer to the outfield a little bit. And then, of course, you got Will Benson, who's been a great story this year. It's like, where are all these guys going to play? But you know what? The Reds are like, screw it. We don't care where they're going to play. We're going to call up guys who are hitting in the minors, and we're just going to find the bats for them, which is a very novel concept, I would say. I, I I don't think anybody's ever tried this before. This must be a new trend that's sweeping that no one's ever, ever thought of before, the Reds are doing. Good for the Reds for being innovators for, you know, Showing everybody the way of how to do this. But you did make an interesting point about Savali to the Reds, you know, could be a logical I, choice. Yeah, it's it's a team. You look at them right now. Uh, but former another former Guardians draft pick, Ben Lively, who they who was a Reds draft pick out of college, 
who went to uh, Korea and came back and has been okay. Luke Weaver well, he's is not. he's not okay. The Reds, Reds hate him. The Reds fans hate him. He's not okay. Uh, he's 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 better than Luke Weaver. Let's put it that way. Uh, Luke yeah. Weaver isn't good. Like this is a team, and and the the thing about Savale is you're getting three years. Uh, the other thing with Savale is he's also 100 innings per year. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Let's let's just be honest about it. You're not going to sit there and uh, convince anyone otherwise. And, and I, I don't know, like Ben Lively. Yeah. He's got a 46 FIP. He's been worth half a win and he's got a 372 ERA. Like there's, there's some positives. I don't like, I don't know. He doesn't strike me as the most hateable guy, like especially when you have Luke Weaver, but uh, yeah, they are you... a starter. And what I like what the Reds do, which is something that, I think we will never see in Cleveland is guys bounce around. Like Jake Fraley has been awesome this year. He plays right. He plays left. He plays DH. They move guys around the lineup. Spencer Sear is going to play first. He's going to play left. He's going to play third. Um, You know, nobody like Spencer Steer, second and third. It's outside of like, even like Matt McClain, shortstop and second. I think TJ Friedel is uh, an Ellie De La Cruz. You're the only, no, Ellie played a game at short. Like it's no one stays at the same spot. They move guys around, and that's how they ensure they maximize the lineup. And I just wish we could do something like that. I'm telling you. I'm telling you, man. No one's ever thought of this before. This is a totally new concept that no one's ever thought of before. I don't know how you could assume this is this is what's going to work, Jeff. This is a, a totally new concept that just got thought up by the Reds this year. Side David note, Bell uh, David Bell's going to win manager of the year. 11 nothing right now. <laughs> oh, Bo Naylor, another double. Good for er, – that's – is that two hits from the night? Good, good for both. Yeah, and and, and Miles Straw with the RBI. You know, it's, he's an he's an RBI machine. Guardians uh, have look look at that. The Guardians no Bonaire flied out. It was a oh, a I'm walk the a wrong, walk the wrong inning. Yeah, sorry. it was a Jimenez walked, Bell walked, Ramirez doubled, then got pinch ran for, then two walks, and then an injured single to first. I'm kind Josh of Bell is just doing his best Carl Santana impression. He is he is not the, hitting and he's walking. He's a poor oh. man's Carlos Santana. Is the problem? Yeah, no, no defense at first base. You're right. I think the Guardians should trade for a power hitter from the Reds, who uh, has a lot of club control left. Is currently has a uh, a 133 WRC plus. I think they should trade for this big outfield that has a lot of power named Will Benson. That's what they should trade for. I'm not going to get myself in trouble. (laughs) Uh, Personally, it's like you know someone like Spencer Steer. You know the only problem with Encarnacion Strand is he's probably a first base DH. But, you know, at first I was kind of down. Um, one are they of showcasing dares. him? They are. This is a showcase. This is, this is you know, that's Justin's favorite thing is showcasing. You know, I got to give credit to one of our everydayers, uh, to Dedge, or is it Dredge? Sorry, dude. Uh, Chris, I believe, is his first name, who first brought up the idea of the Reds. And I was like, I don't know if they're going to do it. But he was right on. This is a very logical match between two teams. And honestly, like, the, I mean, Ian... Gabad is like their third best reliever. They could also use a relief arm. So this could be a situation where 99, uh, 99. I mean, if you want to, I, yeah, probably 90, but I, I don't know his trade value. Is, is it, do you consider like, you know, and Yale, like, is it something like that? Like, but you could do Savale and a reliever and get, you know, a bat that is ready to go now. Who, who are they trading? I, is it I mean, Spencer if, Steer? Would the, would the Guardians ask for Spencer? Obviously, would, the Guardians I, liked him out of, out of high school, so they would. Yes, I think he's the guy. Yeah, you, you ask about. It. I don't know if the Reds are willing to give him up, um, and I'd really have to do a deep dive on him. I mean, he's 
pretty awful defensively at first look. I'd have to, you know, I, I haven't done as deep enough a, a, a dive as I should. Uh, the Guardians were just drafting Spencer's then. It's like uh, that, I think, with Steer and Spencer Strider, same draft class, and they didn't yes. <laughs> from the guys they couldn't sign. Uh, yeah. But yeah, I mean, you're looking probably at those guys. I mean, Jake Fraley is kind of coming back to earth a little bit, but even he would be interesting. And I mean, they have. Yeah, he and here's the thing about yeah, this is what I knew. Uh, terrible defender for steer, but 88th in chase rate, 64th in whip, whiff. Uh, doesn't barrel the ball up that much. He's very much a guardians type, like that's who they would be asking for. I would, oh, he has 14 home runs. I gotta see how many are those in a great American ballpark. Uh, his but, home road splits are oh, they're even, Jeff. He's got seven on the road and seven at home, so he's yeah, he's, I think uh, he is, in there he the is road. very much the a guardians type of guy. Um, I, I don't know if the Reds would consider him, but like, especially if you throw in a reliever, then may, maybe it's possible. If you're a Reds fan, let us know. I mean, they're probably going to say you no. get. Do you get steer plus? Do you, I can't imagine I trading it, those two for just steer. No, I think you'd probably be asking for you know a lesser far away piece. In ideal world, it's like you ask for Chase Petty. I don't think you're getting necessarily going to get him. <laughs> Come but on. That's, you know, especially with the year he's having this year. Maybe maybe if you'd asked a year or two ago, he was you know someone that they liked. Um, back in the day, uh, you know, I'll take Carson Spears, Carson Spears. No, I'll, uh, I was trying to think from this year's class who I really liked. They might've, might've taken, but you know, it's, I think again, we've talked about a lot of teams when it came to pitching trades. And the one thing that I think I came back to right now is the reds really do make the most sense. And why they make sense is they're set up to win for a while. And you're looking at, you know, a, a team where they could use relief help, they could use starter help. I don't see any reason why they, they couldn't connect on, on some kind of deal here. And here's my question. If you trade for Spencer Steer, where is he playing? Is he coming over to sit on the bench? Because you got yeah. guys that are well, what okay, where does he play? Because like you've got guys like who aren't playing as it is. Like Gabby Arias can't find his way off the bench. Tyler Freeman can't find his way off the bench. Like, who are you supplanting if you make this trade? Because you're you're subtracting Savali. But you're also not subtracting a hitter. So where is Steer playing? Uh, he has either got to move to left field with Quan. I mean, listen, Miles Straw had two hits today. He had two reach base two times the other day. We know it's just fool's gold. Like he's going to turn back to what he is, which is a elite defender in 80 bat. And by 80, I mean 80 runs, runs created plus. Like, you know, two standard deviations below. You can get by with Quan or Brennan in center. Right. And then have straws your defensive replacement and spear and left. Now spear is, is a terrible defender. Um, you can almost kind of want miles out there with him, but I think if you get a real bat, you find a way to get that real bat in and you kind of figure the defense later and Hey, defensive replacement at the end of the game, move guys around and shift them, have him play, maybe start once or twice a week. And then also then in some days you can have steer be your first baseman. So when you're facing a, a, it means less playing time for Bell. It means less playing time for Straw, but it's making it work. And maybe if you give Bell less playing time, he doesn't take his option because he wants to play. I don't know. I don't see it because they're they're with those contracts. They're the Guardians. Well, every time they sign someone to a contract that's you know worth any sort of serious dollar figure, they play him until they fall because they're forced to. Because like the Zanino thing, they held on as long as they possibly. Well, they held on longer than they should have because. They were trying to make it work with the contract. They, you know, they waited a, two years with Swisher and Bourne before they could finally find someone to take those contracts. They don't 
they don't bench guys on contracts because they can't afford to miss on those. And they're trying, you know, like heck to, to make the contracts work. So I just, I think there's a degree though of knowing like, okay, we've missed, they're being a little bit more willing to like, okay, we missed let's, you know, like Zanino deals. That was a one year deal though. Yeah, no, I know. But it, the, there's ways to, I don't know if I want to say there's ways to make it work, but there's playing time to be had. Let's be honest. This team isn't good enough to take a guy who would be their best hitter and be like, yeah, we don't have a spot for you. In terms of plus, he would be their second best hitter. If not their best, he's got a 120. I don't even know if Jose has that. Can you maybe if you're okay? So if you're sending the if you're sending the Reds Savali in '99, and you're getting Spencer Steer from them, can you ask them to take Miles Straw? Like they probably could use a center fielder as a defensive. Yeah, but you're not player. doing that because Miles Straw is one of those team leader types. He's one of Jose's closest friends. You're already having a med walk at the end of the year. They're not Miles Straw is here as your fourth outfitter long term. They're not moving on from Straw. Jeff, I can't do this anymore. My heart is, I, I can't do this anymore. Just They're can't. not going to do And as a, he's a fine fourth outfielder. Like, I mean, it, it's, if they have that opportunity, I think, like I said, I think he's only making 5 million. That is not necessarily starter money. If they have options, they, he's not someone who they're forced to have start. They gave him backup money. So I think if they had a situation, this isn't, you know, 15 million for Josh Bell. This is five million. So can we also I, before we go, can we talk about how Emmanuel Class A just threw twenty one pitches in an eleven nothing game? He hadn't pitched in a while though, right? Isn't that the Yeah, that's true. He hadn't pitched since the since the All Star break because of the of the crappy weekend in Texas. So I guess, but twenty one pitches really in an eleven nothing no, game. Been. Was it really that many? Yes, he threw twenty one pitches. He gave up a hit. He struck out all three batters, which that's unusual for him, but Hey. Yeah. Oh, because the first guy was six, then five, then four. He didn't. He six. got wow. He threw eight sliders, and five of them got whiffs. Wow. Okay. Well, you know, he needed some work. I I agree. Twenty one is a lot, but yeah, it's here's here's the thing. This team isn't good. They're good enough for their division. The Pirates are bad. Cleveland needs to make a trade. Get a Spencer Steer. Is that about sum up our show? Sure. Uh, real quickly. <laughs> Just they have to take they have to take mile straw. You can't do it unless they take mile straw. Otherwise, the deal's off. Guardians. I, like I, said, I think it's a zero point zero percent chance that you have mile straw. I'm set. I'm gonna be like the guardians. I'm gonna set a hard line. If you don't meet this deal, it's not happening. So I think mile straw has What's to go. The, nope. yeah, like I said, nope. I don't see any nope. issue with him nope. as a backup. Nope. Isn't he the perfect to. fourth outfielder? Defense and speed. End of your bench. The guardians player? have guardians have eleven fourth outfielders. Okay, Jeff, that's enough. No more fourth outfielders. They just drafted four of them this year. They're fine. They got plenty of fourth outfielders. They're going to be fine. Chris Roller. Call Chris Roller. He can be a fourth outfielder. Uh, speaking of minor league, Shane McCarthy retired earlier this month. Uh, minor league pitcher from Seton Hall. I think fourth round pick, I want to say. Maybe a little bit later. Maybe eighth round pick. I can't remember. But uh, he's going to take a coaching role in the minor league system. Uh, really like Shane. Thought he had a chance to be a, kind of a six-man. guy, maybe? Seton Hall. Seton Hall. Seton Hall. Um, thought he had a chance 18th to be a rounder. Uh, 18th rounder. Oh God, I was way off. Okay. I thought he had a chance to be an Adam Plutko type, but um, yeah, he had TJ two years ago and he's recovering. He was doing a lot of good stuff for charity too, doing donating money for strikeouts uh, for kids for cancer. So kids fighting cancer. So good especially for, for a guy again, as an 18th rounder, like he didn't make a lot to be given. Not a bonus you know, baby. Yeah. No, to, to give up, you know, it just speaks to character. Yeah, good dude, good family, and uh, looking forward to see what he does as a coach. So happy uh, retirement, Shane McCarthy. 
but yeah, that's the show. Uh, I'm retiring from talking about Miles Straw officially. Let us know what you think. I mean, for me, I'd be more like, hey, take a med off our hands. Uh, if we're going to clear a random. Yeah, the Reds, though, the Reds need a shortstop. Their shortstop's terrible. Actually, they should just get rid of him. That's fine. Yeah, they, you know, and their, their backup shortstop, the guy at third base, they can just throw him into the deal because he's not very yeah. good. He can't even play short for him right now. That's, that's how terrible he is. He's not even good enough to be their shortstop. Uh, Reds are a fun, young, exciting team. Please, Reds fans, understand we are joking. Thank you all for watching, reading, and reviewing, downloading. It helps. Remember to leave those reviews on iTunes and go, go, Guardians.